0: let's talk with Zach Wilson Uh, Zach Wilson benched by the Jets this week he is the third choice quarterback and Mark where do we start with this because you've seen signs you've seen games where there were certain plays where he looked like he was progressing a little bit but it just hasn't worked it hasn't been good enough Um, not to quote the Simpsons but why not (laughs) 11 weeks ago you know we had we had this conversation on Jeff's show the other night, and if anybody hasn't listened to that, good God, listen to it right now. He's in an airport. It's almost as much of a, as a disaster as this Jets offensive season. Sounds everywhere, people going crazy. And uh, Mark, I I feel that somebody under the uh, I I I do feel that Robert Salah may fight for his job this year on the basis of the management of this position. And how long we've waited for this to happen. I, 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 I think it's I, I think it's it. tough. I, think, I know, but like for them, like you know, Robert like Robert Sala watched Aaron Rodgers go down within four plays of the season. The season, not week one or week two. This season, you've had so much time. You've had so you've given Zach Wilson so many chances. And while I applaud that, you have had so many opportunities. Josh Dobbs has went and showed you up for a start. Never mind anything else. They had the money to make a short term move. They could have traded for Kirk Cousins. They could have done something even for a short term move, and they chose not to. And I think somebody will pay for that, whether that's Nathaniel Hackett, whether I mean because every, like, OCs are becoming the, the scapegoat these days. I mean, look look at the Steelers OC, the 160 yards combined rushing last week. Yes, they couldn't get the quarterback to work, but yet Matt Cannon is out. People giving off a stink. I think Salah can pay, but I genuinely can see Salah. I
1: I think it'd be very harsh to put on Salah because Salah's the defensive coordinator or is the defensive minded guy, but it's Joe Douglas. like That's who I was going to say for all the reasons that you've said. I put it on Joe Douglas. We sat here that day saying the whole season ahead of them, go make a move. Joe Douglas, general manager, it's on him to make the move. Robert Salah was the one that came out and when he was asked, will Zach Wilson be your starting quarterback? he, He literally said, well, that's who's in the building right now. He didn't say, like, he didn't want to be controversial, but read between the lines. That's, I want a different quarterback, but that's what I've been given. So it's like, I think that he was the one guy that at least gave the media something saying, this is not me. I would like to go with a different quarterback. So for those reasons, and I do, I like Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator. I think it's obviously a ruthless market that he's in in New York, but it's like he was given no help. Like what, like he had nothing to do. I think Zach Wilson is obviously a loser because, during the offseason, it was hoped that he could sit behind Aaron Rodgers and learn from him. That never happened. Like, it's not like Aaron Rodgers even ever threw his support behind Zach Wilson. He was always like, I'm going to get back to play, which I'm like, that's that's what kind of gets me Would Aaron Rodgers. Like, just show some support and be like, I think like, look, it'd be great if I can get back this year. But you have a great guy there. I've seen him behind the scenes. Yada, yada. He never did like that. He said, I'm Aaron Rodgers. And, and like, there's a confidence to it, but then there's also a narcissism to it. And it's like, he should have thrown his weight behind him. Um, so yeah, from that aspect, I think that it was always doomed to fail. Why now? Because yeah, it seems like they're finally t- thrown in the towel. But yeah, in a an AFC that is this wide open, that every quarterback seems to be lost. It is interesting because a lot of teams are putting on their defense. The Jets are too far behind to be putting on their defense, but they never really... Did. So from that point of view, maybe Robert out could get in trouble. But I will say, as far as Zach Wilson, he came out and made a statement. He was asked about, do you feel scapegoated? I said, I could come out here and say all the leaps that I've made this year, but I understand if you're not putting up touchdowns, this is going to happen. And I said, well, that is the first bit of development I've seen on any level from Zach Wilson in years. I'll
0: say one thing, Jason, You know, the, the Super Bowl in Vegas in a few weeks' time. Uh, only a matter of weeks away and you know you can go in you can put money on black you can put money in, you can put money in red you can put money on on what, what, whatever you want whenever you want it seems like a high gamble for Robert Sala to put Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon in as their quarterbacks in week 12 of the season with what they have around them especially on the defence I stand by what I said man I stand by it well look that's why you've
2: I think a change hasn't been made until now. I think on Sunday we might... Is it Sunday they're playing? There's so much games on this week it's hard to even tell. But, um, I think we'll find out now just why they've been hesitant to make this change. And I don't expect massive things from Tim Boyle. I know Rogers is looking to get back practising. I think he mentioned 2nd of December. There and thereabouts is his goal, which sounds still astonishing. But if the Jets lose the next two games and Rodgers can't come back as soon as possible, you know, it's it's game over. So I feel like Salah's just felt it's not working as it was. It's worth the roll of the dice. But at the end of the day, we're all, we're all calling for this change, but it's the coaching staff that see these guys week in and week out in practice. And they have far more evaluation and experience than us to know who's better to lead their offense um, on game day. So I don't expect a miracle. Um, in terms of Rogers not supporting Zach Wilson I, I feel like he has been at least in the, the, the pre-season and the off-season you know I seem like they had a good relationship in hard knocks I see what you mean in terms of maybe he could have got behind him more but at the stage of Rogers in his career I don't think it's any secret that he wants to get back out there and be the main man leading the team and that's what they're paying him for and I think to be honest part of his relationship with Wilson and the fact that he's so comfortable around him and happy to help him it's because he knows he's on a threat, you know. Rogers clearly isn't threatened by this guy that he's going to be taking his job anytime soon, um, be it this season or next season. And I think that says a lot about the overall situation. He just hasn't progressed to the quarterback they wanted him to be at this point in his career. Um, you know, the offense is 30th in scoring and 30th in yards. The defense is good and they're just not holding up their end of the bargain. If they could at least be competent, this Jets team should be primed for a playoff push if Rogers could come back. Um, you can't completely rule them out at 4-6 and but I don't expect a miracle from Tim Boyle and overall is Mac Jones going to play this weekend? I don't know Justin Fields of course has his question marks Trey Lance has become irrelevant in the NFL that draft class is looking like one of the worst of all time in terms of the quarterback position right now it's just um, it's really getting worse as the season's going on isn't it
1: it's yeah. It's a funny one, what you're saying there, though, about, um, yeah, about, uh, like, put, Aaron Rodgers, please come back in December. Please, actually, I just think he's bluffing no. the whole time. But no. I just think he's bluffing the whole time. So it's like, all right, if you're doing this because you want to show you're, like, a freak nature, do it. Because, like, I just feel like he's bluffing, been bluffing the whole time. He's wanted the team to lose because he's like, I'm, like, I don't have to go back in then. But I'll say in the off season, oh, yeah, I was ready to go. I'm a, I'm a super freak. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just completely like I'm so like, like so off Aaron Rodgers now but it's like I just feel like he's done no helps to the team he's just I don't know he's just been prodding along and prove to me that you can come back and like prove that you can do it successfully like he's going to be a statue if he comes back in December oh I'm definitely clipping that for
0: TikTok when he has four. <laughs> right here I did that when you saw it and it got brought up in McVie <laughs> all of all the comments that are held for review. Oh this guy has no idea what he's talking about, man. Yeah, podcast. 100%. Like Make your own podcast. Okay. On that note, headache. I've got a headache because I haven't been in bed in like four nights.
1: Oh, no, headache is our last topic. Oh, we, we still have. We, we, topic? Th- we still do because it's Thanksgiving. We it, were going to oh, say. On. It's Thanksgiving this week. It's Thanksgiving. So we said with our food draft, we wouldn't just leave it there and we'll say something. We are either thankful for in the NFL at the moment or because of Black Friday, we can buy something low that is to do with the NFL. Way to go, Jason, for coming up with this because this is creative as hell. (laughs) But uh, thankful for or buy low, Michael, do you have one? I am thankful for the opportunity to chat to you,
0: boys. I'm joking. Ah,
1: here, give us a thankful for in the NFL. (laughs) Are you crazy? Yeah. (laughs)
0: I'm thankful for the Detroit Lions, 8-2 in the season. The way they're playing football, the minute it's fantastic to see. This is going to go out Thursday morning. Thanksgiving is on. On Thursday, and the Packers face the Lions in a customary Detroit Lions Thanksgiving game. Going to get in half five. Sound like J-Bell here. Going to get the the dinner ready. I've been told the one day of the year I've been told to make dinner. My wife usually Ah. makes dinner a thanksgiving dinner but it's not gonna happen this year i'm, I'm thankful for the lions because their offense has been cooking jar goffs took a stab up this year but i just love dan Campbell. i actually love them yeah and coach for the me year? now they're my second seed in the nfc in terms of i think it'll be a lions eagles
1: nfc championship yeah it looks like they're gonna get the number one seed as well here is he is he coach of the year dan Campbell?
0: yes he is and anybody that picks anybody else is wrong <laughs> completely wrong. Like, look at what Dan Campbell's done. What about and Tameka Ryans? Huh? What about Tameka Ryans? Well, the thing is, and this, this goes into what you're thankful for, teams you're going to buy low on. Like, I'm picking the Jags player for my headache. I minute. Mean, I think that the Jags go to the Texans on Sunday, and that is a game where... Massive game. I massive. A winner at the minute. It feels like it mm-hmm. needs a separate podcast Like, to even talk about it. I <laughs> hope that game's on TV. I don't even know what game's on TV they're going to put
1: we would probably be talking about that except for we have um, oversaturated the market with Texans talk the last three weeks though we were kind of like well we better not go into that one we'll see oh what are you thankful for as a burp me I did not go for thankful I went for a buy low Um, I wanted to say the Broncos I thought the Broncos would be ruled out off the back of the conversation on them clearly not I clearly would be able to buy low because no one's into them so instead I actually had the LA Rams I think that with their schedule coming up, they've winnable games against the Cardinals. This Browns team, the Commanders, Saints and Giants are at four and six at the moment. I see them definitely losing to the 49ers and Ravens. They're a different side with Matthew Stafford in. Look, it wasn't a uh, hands-out or like a really good performance against Seattle the other day. But I suppose there was a point in the fourth quarter there down by nine points where Matthew Stafford got like knocked out <laughs> not literally but like he was proper blasted and he came back and had two really good drives and came back from nine point deficit to beat the seahawks Look, the seahawks did give them a bit of help when you go uh say jason myers missed three field goals so it's not like it was a completely deserved win but obviously they knock off a division rival that's sitting in a playoffs spot and a lot of teams will think is going to the playoffs i think they're going to still have something to say if matthew stafford stays healthy um the defense seems to be playing a bit better again. And obviously, yeah, with Matthew Stafford, I think there's a bit of hope in there. There, I have a bit of faith in them. So, uh, yeah, they're my um, blank Friday deal. I gonna give like <laughs> a bonus
0: thankful for, because Mark didn't give one. I'm thankful for Sky+. Plus. I recorded the game on Monday Night Football and woke up at 6 a.m. and watched it on Tuesday morning with my phone in airplane mode. Very thankful, because that was crap. Jason, yeah, it was, the, got...
1: it was the first of the bad weather games as well. Of the year. Uh, Sorry, Jason. Shy game. Ago. It's uh, the, but the the weather really seemed to have an influence on like that was the first bit of bad weather that has ruined a game this year, except for the monsoon and week
2: one. After um, I was just looking up here, Michael, because I knew I saw a stat during the week for the Lions and I couldn't quite remember it. But Lions are eight and two for the first time since JFK was president. That's
1: his, his anniversary. <laughs> 60, year, oh, 60 years on uh, Wednesdays he was shot dead. Yeah, literally. It was such yeah, a good stuff because the anniversary just passed. That's insane.
2: But anyway, I'm not thankful for that. that will be a bit sick. Um, I'm thankful that. Uh, <laughs> I'm thankful. Oh, that God, we're
0: not getting into Vegas now. That, that That's the Super Bowl gone, boy. <laughs>
2: that's it. Threat to the US president. Um, I'm thankful that the pendulum of the NFL is swinging back towards defence this season yards are down around the league points per game are down and some of the biggest teams biggest names on offence be it the Chiefs um, the Jags, Chargers we're not seeing offences excel Their teams are winning more often than not around the league with their defence first Um, some of these struggles are down Potentially to some bad offense around the league. I don't know, did you see the tip of Tom Brady's rant during the week? Do you know what, um, Jason? What talk about,
1: t- talk about. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was really interesting what he said.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, he said there's a lot of mediocrity in the NFL and probably in the practice structure. He even said bad coaching and um, some of the rule changes as well. And putting oh, I thought that was really in interesting. Yeah, yeah, that
1: he said that he used to have to protect players with his throws, whereas now coaches want a flag. Yeah. I thought, and saying that college players are coming up and they're not having to do as much—that like they haven't been coached as well. But I thought it was really interesting what John, Tom Brady said because it was done with Steve, Stephen A. Smith. So normally I keep scrolling, but then I was able to isolate the part with just Tom Brady speaking, and I was like, wow, he's making a point here. He's not just trying to go viral.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of a strange one the way he described it that the the rule changes obviously are benefiting the offense. It's, these last few years is making a defender's job almost impossible. But as a result of that, the quality a lot of bad habits are are, are coming into these offenses. Um, but I do think you have to give credit to the defenses this year as well. I think we've seen a bit of a shift in how um, defenses are playing some of these top tier offenses. See more two high safeties. Uh, kind of complex mixes of man and zone coverage. They're finally catching up. It's been. It feels like it's been fifteen, twenty years now at this stage, of offensive records being broken week in, week out, year in, year out. And to be honest, I, I don't like when it goes too far that way. You know, we could it's almost like a game of Madden there, at times the last few years. So I'm, I'm very happy that some we're seeing some tougher games this year. We're seeing defenses deciding games. And I hope this trend is here to stay for a few years because I kind of prefer it like this. I might be alone in that. I know some people would disagree, but um, I can appreciate a good defensive team just as much as a 40-point shootout.
1: When Tom Brady mentioned by name Ray Lewis and said I would avoid throwing to the middle of the field when Ray Lewis was there, obviously Ray Lewis an inside linebacker because he was like, he's going to blow up my best player and I don't need my best player getting injured like that. I thought that was really interesting because it kind of makes you think the only stat that seems important now seems to be a sack, that that's all we base it on. And I like, that's where the stars are made, or Nick Boses, or Joey Boses, or Ty- or uh, Watt, or Miles um, Garrett, that we only look at sacks, where it's like, yeah, there is other guys there, especially the inside linebackers that play that middle of the field. And when Tom Brady said that, that's actually what won the argument for me, when he said that I would avoid the whole middle of the field because I don't want my guy getting blown up. I was like, it's very interesting. So uh, very glad you brought that up, Jason. It's, uh, I think I'm thankful for that too. I'm thankful for all the use. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. I've got a headache because I haven't slept in four days. So let's get our headaches done. Uh, as of right now, I'm going to take the Jags to beat the Texans on Sunday. Um, and I think that Evan Engram, who has had a really poor season, by his standards, he hasn't he hasn't had over seventy five receiving yards in any game. He's the only tight end really on that team that they can throw to. I think he's going to get two receiving touchdowns from Trevor Lawrence in Houston on Sunday, and the Texans are going to lose to the Jaguars. Imagine,
1: imagine. No, <laughs> I want to see the Texans win. They're so close. My headache is the Giants or the Patriots are going to give one or other a headache purely because that is a massive game in the race for the number one slash two slash three seed in the sorry pick in the draft that someone has to lose it or potentially it's a draw and they're just going to be a headache for one of us or all of us that um, yeah I just wanted to give that game a shout out almost because it's massive in that race Can I offer you an egg in this trying time?
0: the DeVito <laughs> DeVito Lance okay okay <laughs>
2: fair play yeah I was going to give you a shout out there but you had to go and bring it up yourself well done, Michael um I've actually come with the same game um looking at the uh, running back maybe a surprising name didn't expect to name him this year but ramandre Stevenson of the Patriots has been trending upwards these last couple of games um he had 88 yards in Frankfurt against the Colts his most of the season and he had the second most of the week before against Washington with 87. Uh, I, I think we could see him top 100 yards this weekend because the Giants have been really struggling to stop the run and uh, the last few weeks, giving up over 150 yards per game, um, most in the league the last three games. So it should be a fun, uh, maybe fun is the wrong word, but with Saquon Barkley on the other side of the field, um, I think we're going to see a lot of running in this game. Um, so interested to see how both defences cope with that.
0: I love it. I love it. Week twelve of the season, we um we've not unplanned over the next few weeks. I was gonna, I, th- I thought we had for a second, but we don't work, So it's grand. We're back in, <laughs> we're back in January. Uh, Jeff Reinbold is on a seven night tour of the island of Ireland, and I'm not driving him around. So I don't know how he's gonna get around. Linktr. slash Reinbold. Dublin sold out. Cork is sold out. Limerick is three quarters sold out always flying off the shelves Belfast is going rightly Um, Derry's doing well Dundalk is there if you can't get to Dublin go for it Um, my wife's going to leave me if I keep doing this so I'm going to stop any tour dates for now I want to thank everybody again for coming out over the last week and thank everybody here involved for all their help It's, it's been awesome any final words anyone?
1: No, although I will give it, suppose yes is the answer then. Uh, that's a great mention by Jason. Just to finish it, we were talking with some of the fans over the weekend about some of the betting that has been done as a result of our podcast, which is kind of cool. And that is absolutely something I've got to look into. What's the line on Ramondre Stevenson? Seems like something that we should all be looking at now, thanks to Jason.
0: I love it. Presented by Italy Sport. You can check that out on there. It team plus, please be gamble aware, folks, of course. We'll be back next week to look ahead to the lucky, maybe, or unlucky week 13 of the season, or last week in November, as we get closer and closer to the postseason. For Michael McQuade, for Mark Hogan, for Jason Hiss. Have a great weekend folks. Keep her lit.